It's that time of week, folks. Sit back and relax as you join us on Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nate. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. A fun week. We've uh, had a pretty good show this past weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 it was a it, fun one. It was. We um, talked about it on the last episode, I believe. We did, and it was just so much fun. I just, I'm still, like, geared up from it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah we, we we started recording on thursday nights uh so that way on weekends when i get home from work late uh 6 p.m i'm not holding you up and also not holding up my wife who loves to spend awesome time with me every single weekend and i love it as well uh and the reason why i have that tone in my voice is because my wife tierney is sitting right next to me uh this week we are going to, well, we are having our wives on, and we are going to be grilling them about how they deal with Nate and myself and a myriad of other things. What is it so like it be, living with us, hey? Yeah, it should be a fun one. So, uh, Tierney, why don't you say hi real quick? Hi, everybody. Tierney gets to hear me from the other room uh, or in the same room cricketing, and then she gets yelled at by the listeners. Uh, so it's a unique experience to have her on this week. But we also have your wife, Jen, on. Yeah, Jen. Hey there. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. It's busy. Oh, I hear you. I was cleaning out pens today while attempting to without also murdering a dry yearling that was just being a pain. Um, so, loves yeah, you, we, we, we got some of it done today. Yeah, I got about a third the way there. I yeah, same as my own pens. Same as I, I got. I went until about seven o'clock, and I was like, "Well, it's time to milk." So started milking, same. and then took a shower because Tierney probably wouldn't be sitting next to me if I didn't shower. I was, you know, cleaning pens. You always stink a little bit more than usual. Oh, a lot more. Yeah, than usual. yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what happened here. I stopped at about seven o'clock. Came in. Got milk ready for babies. We did chores. Came in from chores. I grabbed a shower quick, and uh, you were here just we are. gonna change quick. Huh? You were just gonna <laughs> change quick, and I said that a shower was. Necessary. I thought my aroma was just that of cleanliness. Well, well. <laughs> Listen, I, I slept next to you at the uh, the show last weekend, so uh, right. it was ne- it was probably necessary in the pen over. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my tech pen, give, you and yours. Don't want to give the listeners a false idea, huh? I see. Okay, we have nothing yeah, yeah, to hide. Yeah, yeah. Our wives well, are well, right as here. As it was, as it was, you had trouble with you know the Cinderella moment in the morning. Uh, yeah, I don't want to relive that. The, Ugh. the animal, Jen, you deserve a me. medal. 
Nikki, so, uh, is that you? <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that you're sleeping in the morning while Nate's getting up and ready so you don't have to hear those Cinderella moments, Jen. Usually, yes. If he gets up, <laughs> he usually shuts the doors in our bedroom so that I can still sleep. Now, are you a morning person like Nate and Tierney is also a morning person? Or are you like me and you need some time to process why you're still tired? When I get enough sleep, I'm a morning person. But there's no such thing as enough sleep. It usually takes me a little longer to get going. Yeah, I hear you. I'm the same way. So uh, let's move into some Adka news, though. Uh, This week, not really a ton going on. Um, The office hours for the phones was 8 to noon, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they decided that next week they're going to be changing them from 8 to noon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to 1 to 4.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that'll help accommodate those West Coasters so they don't have to call in at 5 a.m. or 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. What what are we all doing between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. daily, most of us? I'm... I'm sleeping until six thirty. You sleep into six? Oh yeah, I'm only milking three doughs, dude. It's great. I'm up at like five thirty and getting milk going, and I know there's people who are up before then. And you don't even do the milking. Tierney has I don't a even grin do on the milking, and I'm up at five thirty. You know why do you have a grin on your face right now? Because do I not get up at six thirty? I don't know. I'm already gone. Well, Tierney gets up earlier than I because she goes to work earlier than I. But yes, I uh, I get up at six thirty, ma'am, with the grin on wow. her face, and uh, <laughs> get my day going. And I'm on the run until I leave here about eight forty. For work. Okay, so, so yeah. that explains this past weekend to me because when I sleep in, I sleep in to six thirty. <laughs> Oh, no. I sleep until... That's the weekend time frame. Um, (laughs) Anyway, back to... Me waking up at 6.30 at the fair, at the show, going, Oh, goodies! I've had a good, solid set of sleep. Um, That explains quite a bit. (laughs) All right, Cinderella. (laughs) Well, in other news for this week in ADGA... <laughs> uh there was a postal ballot that passed unanimously. unanimously. Um yeah, it's uh allowing member amended date stamped certificates of registration and stamped duplicates. Basically meaning hey, if you have a retattoo that hasn't been processed, you can uh write on the registration or a stamped duplicate. Um uh, like in my case I have a kid two kids that their tattoos are incorrect. So I can write on there what their correct uh, tattoos are supposed to be. Um, And then I can show them with that writing on there. And when they fill out the ROA, if say your animal wins, uh, it'll have the correct information on there. And by the time they process it, your animal's registration should be correct anyway. Um, It it covers re-tattoos. If you have an animal that has championed, like Jem, um, you can write, you know, 
pending champion or whatever on there and show them a champion challenge. The the GCA, (laughs) whatever it is, according. However, they did mention that you have to have the letter, the champion letter to do that. Do they? Uh, A copy of the permanent championship letter must be included with the certificate. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, retattoos, addition of EID numbers. Uh, the EID number will be written by ink, pen beneath the tattoo information. Um, other incorrect or missing information like birthdays, incorrect tattoo, incorrect sire, etc. Are written in pen in the appropriate area. CHGCH or SGCH designation added to the original certificate registration by ink pen. Um, and like you said, it has to have that uh, copy of the permanent championship letter. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's helping out instead of people having goats home like I would have last weekend <clears throat> um, if they weren't sick. Uh, I could have brought them and shown them with the correct information on there. Uh, and then besides that, I mean, nothing else is really going on. Everybody's getting ready for. Uh, nationals in the next 40 days or whatever it is. 30, um, 30 days. 30 days. Oh, my goodness. 30 days. Oh, so there are some people who are still getting the their still uh, linear appraisal. They're still contacting uh, yeah, I've people heard, about linear appraisal. I've heard of a couple people here in the Northeast that have been contacted about linear appraisal. Um, my host heard being one of them. Uh, I have to shoot an email off to Jim uh, Vanderland because I'm supposed to be on that stop and I didn't get an email, so I got to figure that out. Um, so, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Now, also, like we said last week, uh, if you don't hear anything before nationals, uh, after nationals is when you should hear it if you're going to get a stop. Um, now, you know, I was remembering uh, 2019, we didn't hear anything until after nationals. At that time, so right. and that was considered normal. So yeah, if you haven't heard anything by now, it doesn't mean you're not getting anything. It just means you know they may be shifting into national gear. Um, right. Yeah, that's the that's probably a good bet because Jim Vanderland will definitely be at nationals uh, along with. Uh, I would assume most of the employees that aren't that are necessary to be at nationals. Um, right. <clears throat> also, uh, a new customer service uh, experience I mean, uh, assistant, office assistant <laughs> has been hired. Um, Jake Houston um, doesn't look like he has any uh, background in goats, but he has lots of background in customer service. So that'll right. be another person to to help uh, with the cause and. And hopefully a friendly voice to be heard. So congratulations to Jake Houston on uh, joining the AdGood team. Right. And I, from what I was able to hear or what I able to gather, they're busy trying to teach him about, you know, the registry, the registrations, the yep. performance. Yep. Right now they're working with him on transfers, I believe. Yes. I think that's what I heard most recently. Um, yep. uh, other so, AdGood news? Yeah, that's it. I don't think there's okay. uh, anything else to cover there. Uh, so we'll move to the main topic, which the topic of today is uh, Tierney Kane and Jennifer Funk. 
how they deal with Nate and I and how they help in with breeding programs and how spouses can help with your breeding breeding program at home. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be a uh, team effort. Um, so I kind of want to hear the background of Tierney and Jen, and, and we'll start with Jen. Uh, we've all heard how Nate got into it. He's been in goats million years and, um, you know, the small willow in the backyard of his father's place is now a tall willow with a swing on it, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> so, so Jen, how did you get into livestock? Growing up, we had friends. I was in high school. We homeschooled and we had friends who were, who had some dairy goats and they showed a little bit, not too much, but um, one day my dad went to an auction and he brought home a Sonnen doe. She was, oh goodness, she had to be like four or five. Uh, our neighbors helped to register her as native on appearance. And um, we had her as a 4-H project. And then, um, let's see. She was just, I think she even had horns. Oh, wow. I can't even remember now. Um, but we had her, and then I ended up getting a sonning kid, and a, a registered sonning kid. And then I oh. saved up my money, and I got a sonning year, dry yearling. And she actually, her lines went back to the Shenango Hills lines of Nate's family. I oh, really? Which turned out yeah. to be related to those we had. So I got into 4-H. I was 16. Actually, we'd been in 4-H. I had done dog yeah. obedience and um, sewing projects. And so we moved over and did some of the goat showing and learned about that. But because I was 16, it was I was at the upper end of it, and it was very competitive. Um, and let's see. What else? So, so you showed as you showed as a youth, and I then as a youth, we went to the state fair when I was seventeen. Okay. And that's where I met Nate. Because Nate was, was forty-five then. No. I was forty-five, fifty. <laughs> you know, dirty old man, <laughs> dirty old man, glaring at seventeen-year-old. Oh. I'm gonna have bruises after this episode. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> good. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I'd aged, aged out of 4-H, you know, by, you know, a year or two. And so I was still helping with the program up there. Right. And so that's how we met. Actually, her, her mother introduced us. So. Yep. And he had one goat left at that point. A tog, though. A tog. Recorded grade. Yep. And so he offered her to me, but because we lived right in the middle of a small town, we had the goats on a 4-H permit, and we had to get all of the contiguous neighbors to sign agreeing that we could have these goats. Oh, wow. Did that doe? And yeah, the doe ended up becoming a permanent champion. <laughs> she did well for the family that ended up getting her. But... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. For people who don't know, I used to have Todd's. You used to have everything. everything I had everything. Yeah. I used to primarily show like Sonnen's, Todd's, and Oberhadley's in my youth. Those are my parades. Way back when. Way right. back when. Well, Nate, this isn't about you, okay? Stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jen, Sonnen. <laughs> so, Jen, you you had your goats, and I'm assuming you eventually aged out of for age and you got out of goats at some point, right? Right. Yes. I aged out. I became a 4-H leader and my sibling, my younger siblings took over with the goats and they started breeding alpines and toggenbergs. Okay. Um, and I started helping out as a leader and a responsible adult at the responsible adult they should be a badge at state fair responsible adult right i was the assistant superintendent there for 4-h week it was a lot of fun um but then i met nate we got married we moved to Cortland, where we were in the middle of the city and had no place for goats. No goats so we were out of goats for well, years. we were out of goats, but we were still, like, active in goats. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we were still volunteering for things, and I was judging goat for each shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then you go, you guys make the big old move to Norwich. Yes, we did. And we were going back and, and forth between Sonnens and Oberhasley. And we ended up with sheep instead. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We ended up with we got Hampshire sheep, and man, they were monsters. Or yeah, the rams were gorgeous, but and the ewes we had were not good mothers at all. So we kept them for three years, and we finally were able to keep live lambs out of them, and that's when we sold them. <laughs> In one year we caught we got live lambs out of them for three after three years of breeding. <laughs> And we we oh, always geez. discussed getting Sonnens and Togs, but or Sonnens and Oberhasley, but the Oberhasley kind of fell into our lap, and we've decided to focus on them because we just don't have that much room to branch out and do right. well with another breed as well. Like you know, you could breed. always get a Sonnen buck and make some recorder grades. We have enough bucks, John. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, it's, well. You you have you have two and a half. You know the little guy. You know who knows how long right he'll now. be there. Yeah, well, yeah. If you count if you count Chuck and Guinness, ball. we have four. Oh geez, yeah. Well, see, Tyranny, be well, happy. I only have two. <laughs> I put my foot down. We'll get to you putting your foot down. Wait your turn. But wait, 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 John. What is our Dota buck ratio compared to your Dota buck ratio. It's probably about it's the same. Still too many. It's probably probably about the same. Four we, bucks oh, to well, except Guinness is not being he's being yeah, collected and then he's going to his forever the home. He's going to yeah. forever home in Virginia in October. So. Right. Sweet. September, whenever he gets yeah. collected, and then Chuck. We'll probably use Chuck and then try to find him a new forever home as well. Because the so, big goofballs take up too much space. 
Yeah, the big goofballs <laughs> are fun, but they do take up too much space. They're so fun. <laughs> Bucks are the best until they're not the best. No, these guys are really good. It's the yearlings. The yearlings are jerks, and it takes them a little bit. Actually, Leo was always a good yearling, but Lux was. Lux was a college kid. Yeah, Vascos is one of those bucks that I'm ready to, like, at any given moment, I'm ready to put into a can of tomato sauce and, and you know. No. Well, there's times. Let me tell you. Uh, so, send him here. We'll send, yeah, him. I can say, send him here. We'll educate him. Yeah, uh-huh. So, so, <laughs> so Jen, you grew, up, you grew up with that livestock background where Tierney here uh, – didn't really start out with a livestock background. Tierney, what what was your livestock growing up? Well, my grandfather always had some sort of livestock, whether it be goats or pigs or chickens. Um, we live here on the same property that he grew up on. And uh, growing up, we continued with the chickens, and then we had a couple of goats as pets that we used to clear the land. I mean, I've always been a lover of animals, but it was never – like a full-fledged responsibility for me. Right. And then when you and I got together and started dating and gay, I think we were engaged and mm-hmm. we decided my grandfather had passed away and Tierney's grandfather was up in years. Uh, so we started with what? We actually had found a couple of goats in a, uh, poultry consignment store <laughs> slash pet what? shop. I'm not really sure. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I've told you guys the story. So I use we we started out with chickens. We had bantam yes. bantam cochins, and I bred them, and uh, we enjoyed them. What breed? For the, uh, bantam bantam cochins. cochins. We're talking the about the chickens first. Barnyard mix bantam cochins. Well, no, we had jeez, oh, we had partridge, we had buffs, we had lavender or lavender. Well, we had the we then branched okay. out. We got the the Lavender Orpington Bantams and all this stuff. So they started out as like a breeding project for fun. Uh, and then they quickly turned into barnyard mixes because who knew that Bantam Cochins just love to sit on eggs? Oh, we didn't. no. Little, little birdie mamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we were hatching out, oh, shoot, probably 10 clutches a year. Yeah. And then we got wow. into incubating and all that good stuff. Um, but so... I don't remember how we found the shop. Uh, I was looking for a place to sell all these darn chickens. And <laughs> I think we saw them on Facebook or something. I think or we, we were driving. No, no, you no, were driving a, to the no, hospital. No? A coworker of mine had mentioned that she was looking to get into chickens. And she found this gentleman over in the next county who had this little store that I should go over there and talk to him. So I said to John let's make a little date night of it. We'll take a ride over. And we kind of became friends with this guy. And once our chickens really started hatching out chicks so consistently, we realized that he was selling other people's eggs, chickens, roosters, pretty much anything he could get his hands on. He would sell them on consignment. Right. So he would, he would sell them for us. And I mean, we'd walk in with a dozen chickens or chicks and we'd say he'd say how much you want to sell them for, and we'd be like I don't know five bucks a piece or whatever, and he'd take a little bit, you know, like a ten percent or twenty percent, whatever it was. Um, so then one day we go in there, and I believe the day we went there, we came home with checks. 
by the way. Oh, we, I think we came home with different chicks. We came home with ducks at one point. That was a disaster. Um, but anyway, we walk in and he has these two, I'm pretty sure they were dolings. There was like three horned, maybe four week old kids in a dog crate. And they were rough. It, I mean, it just, it completely broke my heart. And we had been kind of discussing getting into goats, but we didn't really have an avenue to travel down. So we spoke to my mom. Father's Day was coming up and we said, you know what? Let's get my dad a couple of Let's not jump ahead. (laughs) Let's not jump ahead here. Hold on. So, so we saw these goats and Tierney's like, please, can we please get them? I wanted them? to rescue She's like, them. they need help. And, I'll, and me being me, thank God I was smart enough back then to say, no, they are not healthy. Like they were coccidia ridden. Oh, no, we were Who knew whatever them. they had. We went to Tractor Supply. No, we, I oh, yes, decided, I put my foot down, <laughs> man. Wow. Yeah. We went to Tractor Supply. We bought yeah. grain. We bought I, collars. I remember putting my foot down. No. So then, after I put Did my foot down. you end up with a goat? No. Not those goats. Thank oh, you. God. There you go. So, there you go. So then, so then we told my little, my, Nate d- dislikes little when I said Little cousin. My cousin, yeah. I love your my cousin, cousin Faith. <laughs> young lady. Your little cousin, cousin who brought me yeah. coffee on Saturday. Yeah. So. I love uh, her. Thank you, Faith. <laughs> so. so we say, Faith, you know, we're looking into getting goats. We know you have dairy goats. And she goes, well, I don't have anything available. Thank God, because it's Nubians. Uh, <laughs> so so then we get in touch with our friend, or our now friend, Carmen, who had, what she have available? She had a doling and she had a buckling, but the doling uh, had a... Oberhasley. Oberhasley. Oh, uh, Okay. Which we actually ended up getting as a Father's Day gift for my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, unquote, for her dad, quote, unquote. I think John had other intentions that he wasn't ready to share at the time. I don't think I did. I think it just happened, ma'am. Well, the the doling had a third teat, which is why we were able to get her at the time. Um, No one else seemed to have does for sale. And growing up, we always had bucks um, because we just had them as pets and we used them to clear the land and they were always inexpensive, you know, to keep and to, they were a little bit hardier, I think. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't looking into showing yet. Uh, It was probably two weeks after we got them because we picked them up at a goat show. Which, yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> which, which just sparked something in me. I was like, well, if they can do it. We can do it. Uh, <laughs> so then we had this, this weather trouble. Yeah. Who now resides on one of our friend's farms. And he's this, a companion for horses. Yeah, he's a horse companion. Um, and then we had this doling with the third teat honey. But then. <laughs> But then we were like, well, we really, I was like, we, I really want to get into this and was somehow able to convince Tierney. I think Faith had a big hand in trying to convince me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Faith was like, oh, we can do well, Dutchess County so Fair. The, yeah, exactly. We had gone to fair a couple of times and I did fall in love with the whole fair atmosphere. 
growing up, we didn't have 4-H in my area. So we would go to the local Orange County Fair and they would have some animals more like a petting zoo style because they're bigger on like the motocross stock car racing kind of deal. Um, So I really, I had zero experience. I mean, I knew what 4-H was, but I didn't at the same time. So when we went to fair, I loved the camaraderie of it. I loved the meaning behind it. And I was like, you know what? I think this is something, you know, as we grow as a family that we would be interested in doing. Little did I know that John had already planned to have three (laughs) bread doughs delivered in weeks of our wedding. Oh, no. (laughs) It was after after our wedding. No, no, no. They got delivered or we went to pick them up after the wedding because I said, absolutely not. Not until after the wedding. (laughs) Yep. But he had already made the arrangements well before. I think he thought he put a ring on it and that I would just be a go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go along with anything. She was busy with the wedding, so it was a perfect time, you know? Um, So, yeah. So, we end up getting three bread, uh, well, two Oberhasis and one experimental, uh, one of which we still have on the farm. Uh, And we've kind of been just hitting the ground running, um, you know, Tierney's allowed me to invest in our bucks and a doe here and there. Um, now we're Tierney's new project is Guernseys that we're picking up next week. Yeah, uh, two Guernsey doe kids. Are you excited about that? I am very excited about that. Now, where are you getting those from? We're getting them from Joan Stump of Stump Hollow. Ooh. Yep. So, I actually talked to her today because our fair decided to open up. Uh, registration for fair so i've been scrambling to get that in because it's one of those get in as fast as you can before they hit their number yeah they do fill up quick so i had to call the breeder and get all the registration information for these guernseys and um what do you like about the guernseys tyranny um i think i like that they're now up and coming within adga and, you know, I think I like the idea of being like a trailblazer with it, I guess you could say, in a sense. I mean, obviously, they're an established breed, but now with on the ADGA side, you know, I like being different. I like being out of the box. And I think starting off with something that's new and fresh just sounds exciting to me. I agree. Plus, yes. they're, they're small. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're small. They're, they're smaller than Oberhasley. So it'll be a fun 4-H project for... Alice and uh, a nice, well, nice breed for Tierney to work with, and I can kind of help guide her along the way. Well, and I know that, for example, uh, Joan Stump has been working with Guernseys for actually like over twenty years. Yeah, so it's not they're they're new to Adga, but they're not new to the U.S. Exactly. Um, and so Joan has been uh, really been working with them and trying to work, you know, improve them already. Um, so, you know, she's down there near Allentown, quick in Southerton. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, she's, she's pretty knowledgeable. Um, yeah. And I, I like it that we're able to have this additional breed because even though we got out of Nigerians, we kind of felt like it kind of turned into the, the John Kane show instead of the, the John and Tierney show. So this kind of opens up that avenue of both of us being just as involved as we were when we had the Nigerians. Um, You know, 
it's not hard to see that I kind of drive when it comes to the breeding program of the Oberhasli. So it'll be nice for Tierney to have that opportunity to um, kind of do her own thing. Um, I don't know how you guys do it over there because you're both very knowledgeable when it comes to dairy goats. Not that Tierney, not that you aren't. Please don't hit me. Um, (laughs) But how how do you guys deal with the balance of you have one opinion, Nate, but then Jen has another opinion. You guys flip a coin, or what do you do? So what usually happens is I come across as the the old school uh, opinion, the old school knowledge of of what to do or bloodlines or development, whereas Jen has you know a, more of a fresh look at things. Um, you know. She's not necessarily tainted by, ooh, that buck way back in the bloodline is is the sire of a sire of a sire of a national champion. You know, um, she's more of, yes, but his numbers are a little not great sort of thing. So um, she's the voice of reason? What? She's more of the reason behind yeah. this. I'm more of the... the the heart, you know, the, oh, oh, we should do this. And she goes, it, it wouldn't pay. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Sometimes we flip around. Sometimes well, she does go with her heart, and then it it pays off like gangbusters, like cream. Like, like cream, yeah, the purebred. Yeah, the purebred. The couch surfer. Yeah, a house goat. You love her. <laughs> I do. I'm. I'm not denying that. I, we have a special bond. You do. Uh, you know, she. She's kept she, my. She slept with her head on your lap for a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more like on my neck. <laughs> so the, but, the listeners uh, who, who don't know or don't remember, Cream was not feeling well, and in the midst of the winter, we uh, brought her into the house, which I. Didn't think we'd ever do, but we brought a mature doe into the house, and we'd had a bunch of terrible kittens. And John came up to help us, and you know he helped us well into the night. And it was too late at night for John to head home the two and a half to three hours home. Yeah, so we slept on our couch. Well, um, comfy couch, comfortable couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. but still. You had a, a companion all night. Yeah, yeah. Her, uh, her and I had a strong, stern talk, uh, and I really think that's what made her turn the corner and, and do better. Uh, and, except so. that she tried to die on us in the morning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I forgot about that. Great. Now I'm gonna have nightmares of that. No, Aww. she she turned the corner after that. Literally, you she know, sure did. In the that she following from- morning, we tried to give her a a shot and. She yeah. started having seizures, yeah. Yeah, but but literally, she went from, okay, we're carrying her out to the barn to say goodbye, yeah. uh, to turning our back for two seconds, and she's up and munching hay. Yes. Like, it was the most crazy phenomenon. It must have been yep. very stern talking, too. It was a very stern talking, too. <laughs> it was very stern. Yep. You know that look I get in my eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
it's it's probably I mean, I'm just gonna say it, Nate. It's probably easy to say that Jen's probably the one that puts her foot down the most in your relationship with the farm and, and yeah, together as husband and I would wife. say it goes back and forth fifty fifty. You're a softy, um, I don't know. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. You get crazy ideas and I have to be reasonable about them and then I get crazy ideas and you end up being reasonable on them. So it's like checks and balances. I'm still amazed we got Leo Cadio. I, I am too. So so with that, you know, Leo Cadio came up as being a spotlight sailing animal. And I had a number in my head. And Jen comes to me and says, How much do you think we should bid on Leo on that buck? You know, it, you know, at that point he was that buck. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, and I tell her, and she's like, oh, no. I was thinking way much more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So sometimes she, she's the one who pushes things. Sometimes yeah. I'm the one who pushes things. Because of the funks and their spotlight sale book, I'm not allowed to even watch that sale. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. 2022, you're no. sitting at the table with the funks. Yeah, no. The, the, nope. the funks, <laughs> the kinos, the mills. Come well, on. 20, 2022 will be... Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. So... The reason why we won't be bidding on anything that, besides the fact that Tierney would absolutely kill me, we have a daughter to take care of, uh, <laughs> is that uh, we recently bought an RV. Yes, we did. And it's, it's a nice little RV. Well, not the, little. It's, the it's money like you'll save on hotel rooms at spotlights at conventions. <laughs> no spotlights RV me. instead of hotel rooms. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, you'll it's have nice. plenty of money for spotlight <laughs> sale, but it's also a, a bit of a fixer upper. So we're not done paying yet. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a little bit of stuff to fix. So on did, it. did you and name the fixer upper? No, we're waiting no, on it. No, it's going to come to us. It'll probably be like George or something. Fred. Yeah, Fred. Fred. Uh, <laughs> right, said Fred. Oh, Tierney says it's a girl. <laughs> oh, it's a girl. <laughs> Yeah, it, it identifies as he is she her, uh, but so we made this deal actually yesterday. <laughs> what was what? How did what I approach? How did I approach this deal, Tierney? To you? Oh, geez, I know I said yes, but I'm trying to remember exactly what I said yes to. Oh, you don't remember? Oh, yes, that uh, I will allow you to purchase a particular buck that you've been thinking of that i've already, already put an order, order in that he already has an order <laughs> so in two years i have so that's how john likes to finagle things he had already put in the order before he gave me the ultimate <laughs> well i figured right. i had two years this to talk her into it uh-huh. and, and now you did it in six months you're efficient now see you've got to get her a spotlight sale guernsey buck <gasps> oh you know i bet you know, yeah, they heard. Treasure Sunrise? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll reason. have they'll have a spotlight sale herd. I don't know if they'll have a spotlight sale animal in New York, though. No, that's a lot of trucking. 
Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so so the deal is, uh, in two years, I've already put in the order with the particular breeder. Uh, <laughs> I get to have this buck shipped all the way over here, and and you know have a new herd sire uh, because Orion will be done by then. Have and it then, flown in; it'll be cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did with Orion. So, um, and then. Tierney got to get this RV that needs a little bit of work. I mean, it's in good shape for what it is. It's a, how many years old is it? It's a 2004. Yeah. So structure, I mean, it only has 20 something thousand miles on it. It's it's definitely in good condition for the age, but obviously, you know, as things get older, they need a little, a little love. A little TLC. So, uh, yeah, so that was our deal, but Tierney, you're usually the one that puts the foot down. In- oh, I don't just put it down. I stomp. <laughs> hard. Very hard. So, so uh, when I want to add something to the herd, what is the famous Tierney Kane philosophy? Wait, wait, wait. I was going to say, I know how much you had to sell to get Merrimack. <laughs> how many did I have to sell to get Merrimack, Tierney? I think it was three on that one. <laughs> oh. Three animals, guys. Oh. In all, oh. Fairness, in all fairness, I was super duper pregnant. Yeah, and the deal was that this was going to be a small year for us, knowing what we were up against in the next few months. So John had already intended on selling two. And then all of a sudden he was getting one. And I was like, no, that math doesn't add up. You need to- <laughs> Your math doesn't add up. <laughs> you need to find another one to uh, send down the road. Yeah, which was almost Minerva. Can you imagine that? Mm. It, was, it was literally between uh, Paige's Dam Levy, who didn't have the best memory and actually freshened this year with just as... Not a terrible at her, but just she's not a show go, right? She's a brood doe. Um, and Minerva was a kid who I wasn't super in love with, but no. that paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. So if, if you ask me, obviously, how well you take care of your herd and your genetics all play the bigger part, but there's also a lot of luck involved. You know, How dare you? It's true, though. Think about it. You were ready to send her down the road. You ended up keeping her, and now she's one well, of the most beautiful ones in the barn. Actually, so, so you ended up selling a doe who wasn't as good as she was, and then you brought in another doe, and hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I brought in another doe who almost made it to the meat wagon today. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, love no, her. It worked out. So yes, we all love the big the big thing with our place and and your place, guys, is uh, it's a numbers game, right? We don't have a huge barn to work with. Uh, yeah. Down the road, we'll have to build some kind of new barn. We've you know discussed it. Um, you can take a skid steer through. Yeah, yeah, one that I can take a skid steer through. Yeah, <laughs> that's grapple. that's like the dream. Uh, a skid steer uh, <laughs> with a grapple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with a grapple, so that way you can just take it off in chunks. Um Exactly. So Tyranny keeps me grounded with numbers. It's always a numbers game. And yeah, her numbers game is usually 
you want to buy one, sell two uh, or three. You know, it's it's just the way it is. And and she, I think deep down, she also knows, hey, next year he's going to want to keep one or two at least. You know, this year we're keeping three because we cut so hard last yeah. year. We were able to do it. Yeah, that and I think also I Nate and I have kind of had this conversation. I didn't grow up with this. So for me, there are other things that I want to be able to do as a family and where we live, livestock is not a normalcy. So finding someone trustworthy and capable to stay with our animals so that we can go and enjoy other parts of life is very difficult. So keeping our numbers down, keeping it manageable also means that we can go and do other things. Oh, definitely. Jen, is there other things for you guys? Not right now, no. Do you guys, well, do you keep Nate grounded enough where there could be a a potential to take a day or two away and and be able to have somebody watch the goats? Um, Or at this point, are you guys all in? We're pretty much all in. Um, I think we could have people watch the goats for a day or two, whether or not we would be willing to leave the goats and <laughs> the milkers in the hands of another person. That's well, really hard. Well, for yeah, example, it, that's a tough at, one. We're looking at progressive with all of us going. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be bringing milkers along who may not show um, just for the sake that um, they'll be with us. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're planning to have a family friend watch the dry dose and the, the, the box while we're away. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a limiting factor. It, it is a limiting factor. You know, planning for next year's national show. Um, we have to consider, you know, who is going to be milking, who's going. And whether our help can can keep an eye on what's what's in milk. We've we've had some good luck with and bad luck with farm sitters. You know, we had uh, with the first year we went to Dutchess County Fair. We had some that we didn't bring. Right, we had Honey in Trouble. I think stay back, and we had we had one somebody that was milking one year for us. We had a close friend's wedding and a daughter of a friend of mine came down a few times and she just loves animals, had never milked or done anything with livestock. And she did wonderfully, but admitted that it was a lot for her, you know, especially as a new person. She was like, my arms are killing me. And we only had four milkers at that point and we were only gone three days. Um, but then we had gone, we had traveled down south for John's sister's wedding and had someone who did have experience and it was a disaster. Yeah, we 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 came back to skinny goats that didn't get enough hay like they were supposed to and uh, wasn't a good time. So with that and, and having issues with... Uh, farm sitters or or anything it's it's always a struggle to try to get away as as you guys were saying uh so with that i mean 
do you guys think that there's like a time where maybe some major calling in your herd or i mean i know i've thought about it for the future i'm gonna probably have to call hard again in like two or three years but do you guys do you guys have like a magic number to keep it manageable for you or i would pass that to jen because for me it's like 50 or 100 but oh geez no 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 no. (laughs) come on tyranny no sir not over here oh come on imagine no i don't i don't have any desire to get that large i think um i think my goal personally or our goal together is to have a a manageable herd uh decent numbers but be still be considered a small herd and be successful with showing with that small herd i think that's what we want to do um but do you do you have to what's 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 your number jen we know nate's is 50 to 100. i joke about that by the way mm-hmm. my ideal number of milkers is 12. that's starting to push it um okay oh, closer though to like eight or we 10. have nine right now and i'm looking at drying two of the yearlings off um it almost seems like that's pretty limiting actually oh. for getting to where we want to go and um, make the see the improvements that we're trying to make, but at the yeah. same time, what? No, no, go ahead. Same time. No, at the same time, it's it's still a pretty good number, and uh, we like the kids that we've got coming up. I think. I think the nice thing is with you know, having nine or 10 or, you know, pushing it would be what, 12 or 13, you said. Um, I think the nice thing about that is, let's face it, not every single milker is going to turn out to be a show quality animal. So there's Definitely. always that option to sell them or you know, call them somehow or, you know, just there's there's options there. So then you can get back to your magic number. Right. But well, to I, get I, the quality we'd like to see. I almost think we need some more, probably freshen out 20 so you can Oof. see more. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Oh, come I, on. I'm not willing to do that. You know, that, there are herds but... where they're freshening out 50 or 60 or Oh, yeah. They're what was Christine freshening out? I don't It's a lot. Yeah, but she has a dairy. Yeah. Right. But still, you know, she has a dairy and then she had to show her. If I had a dairy, I'd be all for it. Exactly. You know, if that was my day job, that's what I was doing. I'd be all right. for it. But, but you know, I, I live in New York. <laughs> you, you live actually. You live not far from New York City. Um, yeah. A friend of ours does have what 100, 200 goats that she freshens out every year. Um, yeah. Our director. Yeah. Oh, Lynn um, Fleming. Yeah, with her. Yeah, with her Fleming. dairy. Yeah. Uh, and she's pretty well known for it. I mean, she's been on TV. She's she's met a few people, you know, in the culinary area. Um, so, but uh, no, I, I might not have the, a, uh, I might not have a TV show, but we have a podcast, Ringside American Dairy <laughs> Girl podcast, every Monday. Have you Wink. heard it? Wink. Every Monday. No. Yeah. Every Sunday? every Monday. <laughs> well, Sunday, but. People usually listen to it on Monday. 
So how important is it to work together and be a team uh, in the process of uh, your pre your the process of raising show quality, breeding program, kiddings, all that stuff. How, how, how important is that? For us, it's very important. Nate gets up early to go to work usually. So he does, he feeds the kids and feeds the grains, everybody, um, mm-hmm. does the water and the hay and, my job is the milking and that works out pretty well. Yeah. Where, where we heavily lean on Jen actually is, um, where we are, there aren't that many veterinarians who will see dairy goats. So as a result, um, Jen has to, Jen kind of, you know, she's not a vet, but she kind of functions as Mm -hmm. the farm vet. Um, yeah, she does all the research into ailments and issues and what's going on, and and unfortunately for her this year, it's been really rough on her. Um, you know, uh, so there's that. My experience is just with along those lines is just old school, nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties, goat knowledge. Um, which we found lately is just kind of, um, there's some things that, you know, it's like, oh, hey, I remember this from back then. Most of the time, the things we're dealing with are, uh, have newer solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of dated. Yeah. Yeah. So I tend to try to deal with the nutrition periodically. I need to get brought back in line on that. I'm reminded that what I'm doing and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really nutrition, there's a lot that that's there. I mean, we had Laura uh, Kaiser on previously. She really kind of reminded me of, of a lot of the things that I needed to do and needed not to do. Um, and we went back and we sat down and we figured out exactly what we've been feeding and what we need to feed get consistency in what you're feeding right um you know and that's i think come a long way with helping uh our animals do better well you guys definitely work well together uh with how you have it set up uh tyranny and i uh this year is kind of weird right yeah, this year I've definitely taken a major backseat, but also it's more John's handling the goats and the barn and everything entailed with it, and I'm handling Alice, the house, and the rest. I still touch my daughter every oh, well, once no, in a while, that's, like that's... just to make sure that she knows that I am her father. You know, like like a nice little pat on the back, but then I walk away. No, Alice. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Alice, past, I am your I father. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in years past, because I go to work so much earlier, John would handle morning chores and I would handle afternoon chores. Yeah. But obviously throwing Alice in the mix has kind of changed that a bit for this year. You know, and being a first time mom, we didn't really know what to expect as far as 
basically we've been blessed. Alice is just the <laughs> easiest awesome. baby in the world. Knock on wood. I mean, she cries when she's hungry or right. dirty. So Tierney would be in like last year, Tierney would be the uh, afternoon chore girl, right? She'd mm-hmm. do all the milking and feeding and all that stuff. Um, and then I would come home and do whatever I had to do to help out. Right. Cause I get home, she gets home at two o'clock now. I get home at six. So it's kind of like weird schedules. She goes in earlier than I, but it works out with Alice and the goats. It really does. Um, So this year it's more of like a backseat, but also I think Tierney kind of needed a break for this year. Like last year, it felt like, uh, you know, we bred more than we ever did last year. And um, it just, it kind of got a little bit much with the Nigerians and we were happy to, have those crazy girls leave this year. Uh, I was happy. <laughs> well, uh, okay, they were sweet girls, though. Oh, absolutely. And I I do still, you know, there's a little piece of my heart that went with them for sure. Um, I, I hope, though, that, you know, the, you, your new acquisitions there with the Guernsey, they'll help fill in that gap there. Um, I'm, I'm sure they will. No, I I do think that one of the things that uh, we we kind of need to touch on here, though, is that um, farming or or goats even with children. You know, we were fortunate that when we started, our eldest was six years old. Yeah. Um, But in so saying, though, Jamie was a year. Yeah, he was about a year. Maybe you know, and I remember Jen show. I remember Altman Buck show Jen showing Rebel with Jamie on her back. Yep. You know, here she is showing this huge buck, gorgeous buck, but she's got a little, you know, twelve pound Jamie on her back and a. It's a little bigger than that. Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah, bigger. I was gonna say, man, Jamie was small for a two year old. <laughs> No, he was a year. A year. Oh, was he? I can't even remember. I'd have to line up dates and figure it out. Well, he was a tiny little peanut, and he was on Jen's back. You know, she's showing this beautiful but massive buck, and uh, you know. I think John's right. He was close to two. You know, and it was just. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so is Rebel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so you know, our kids have grown up around the animals, and I think you know anyone who has kids who've grown grown up around animals, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's the things they learn. Uh, it's just it's good, but as a mother, it's a hard, it's a lot of work. It, shows especially when you're trying to keep track of the kids and keep them happy during chores and right exactly during chores that's a lot of you know my my excitement for the future is having alice you know i mean she's not even a year old and she's already been to multiple shows and she is a straight up champ watching the goats and enjoying the people and i look forward to having her grow up around the animals because you know even though I didn't do the livestock thing we had them as pets and it just it makes you a well-rounded person yeah um 
but right now she's just so needy as an infant. She's so needy. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I can't believe her. Like she, I've, tr- I've been, tr- we've been trying to teach her to be independent, but man. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like having older kids who have the ability to not be alone, but to say, "Stay right here. Don't do this or don't do that." Like. You know, Alice, you kind of have to tend to her every need at this point. Right. So it's oh, it's much. a battle. <laughs> yes, it is. I will say at shows, Tyranny is good at keeping me, well, kind of keeping me grounded with, uh, with I kind of wander. I like have ADD at shows <laughs> where I'm just like, oh, over here, dude, go person here, go person there. Oh my, oh, oh you know. No. But, so, but she'll keep me, she'll be like, okay, you have this coming up or. Or oh, your book's over here. Oh, hey, did you want to maybe shut that pen? Uh, you know, she's, <laughs> she's good that way. And I feel like at shows, Jen, you're kind of the ringleader with like, because Nate's also like squirrel and like looking everywhere. Uh, He's so, so you're, excited at shows. He can talk um, to everybody. And- me <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it, you, you, it seems like you keep everybody grounded as well at shows. Um and also, Nate, I'm going to bring this up while we're talking about shows. Uh-oh. Both of our wives are better handlers than us, just so you know. <laughs> okay, so I have a story. Story time with Uncle Nate. Yeah. So we had, I mentioned Rebel just a moment ago. We took him to the Ultimate Buck Show. You know, for those, Ultimate Buck Show, the reason it gets mentioned is so much is it's the first show of the show season. It's kind of like, you know, the kickoff for the show season. So anyway, so there's Ultimate Buck Show, and we have this, you know, Buck, Rebel, uh, Bracket Sunburst Rebel, Kiki Bracket, um, and Abby Ball, uh, Dreadham. Um, Mm -hmm. He's actually over-the-top Rebel. It's right now, Bracket Sunburst. Well, he was set Bracket Sunburst. He was actually over the top rebel. Right. And uh, we took him to, the first time we took him to the show, we took him in the first ring and with a regular collar. <laughs> and he was. Who, took, who took him in? Jen. I, okay. I did with a regular chain collar. Regular chain collar. And he was a bonehead. Total bonehead. Trying to flip around, look at her, you know. You know, dancing and, you know, just total bonehead for a buck. So someone says to us, why don't you try a prong collar? For those who've never used a prong collar, it doesn't have pointed prongs. They're rounded off, they're smooth, they just kind of, and they're gapped enough that it doesn't hinder uh, blood flow or breathing and we had right, one right. there ready to go right it was all fitted to him we just hadn't really wanted to use it we wanted to see if we could just use a chain collar so right. jen takes him back in for champion buck as a second place buck and he looks gorgeous and you can see the judge looking around the buck that went first over rebel at rebel you know, looking around him like, uh-oh, I screwed up. So he makes the buck that went first over Rebel Grand and Rebel Reserve. We come out of the ring, and 
Um, I, I love my father, but uh, he says to us, what you need is you need to put a better showman on that buck. Well, Jen and I look at each other. We had, at this point, we had very little showing experience together. And me, I, you know, Jen had shown in 4-H, but she'd shown in 4-H and she didn't win many things in the dairy goat showing. I had gone through and won uh, champion showman at, at the New York State Fair twice. Lots of accolades, yep. Yeah, lots of accolades. I'd shown against so many showmen. So I figure, okay, obviously what he means is me. So I take him in the next ring with the prong collar, the better showman on the buck who got reserve in the first ring. I get third. Mm-hmm. Third in the class. Yeah. Not even, we don't even bother going back in for champion buck. Well, because you weren't in it. Right. Right. Yeah. I got third. You didn't bother because you got right. third. Right, <laughs> right exactly. You able exactly. to go in for third. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I go to Jen, you show him. You know what you're doing with the prong collars. I didn't. She takes him under back in the next two rings under two other judges with the prong collar. Bam. Champion. Bam. Champion again. You know, one judge is like, this is the buck of the future, um, you know. And, uh, you know, he just looked stellar when Jen showed him. So, uh... Me, when I showed him, bonehead, third place. <laughs> I think different animals, though, show better with Nate, and, and certain ones show better with me, too. Yeah, we found there are yeah. does who... who prefer me and those who prefer Jen. So I think one of the ones that preferred me now prefers Jen. Um, <laughs> well, advanced. I can always tell who you guys want to uh, do well in the ring because it's usually the one that Jen's holding the collar of. <laughs> well, sometimes There's a lot of strategy it, that, when it comes to that. Sometimes it's more uh, luck of the draw. Uh you know, sometimes we'll have like two or three does and it'll be like, well, any of these three. Yeah. And we'll do, Jen will take one and I'll take one. And and now our daughter Maria will take one. Yeah. And she's turned into quite the capable showman as well. Uh, well, I, I uh, had toted myself when we first started showing that I did a lot of research and I you know try to make them look the best, and I I know how to show them. Blah blah blah. Then we get to Dutchess County Fair our first time, first year, and we have two does in the same ring. And wouldn't you know that? I mean, I grabbed confirmationally probably the better doe, but Tierney showed the pants off of salsa mm-hmm. and <laughs> made her look phenomenal. And she was in front of me, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And then you, you go back and look at pictures, and I'm making them look so sloppy, and Tyranny's got them set up just right. I'm like, like she's done it her whole life. Right. It just, it, it's, it was confusing. Uh, and, and now I practice so much with them. Like, every day off the milk stand, I'm practicing with them because I'm like, there's no way. 
<laughs> I think part of it too is, I mean, we we've talked about it. John is definitely much more hands on with the goats to the point where I'm always like, you're spoiling them. You know, they know that you're the pushover. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, this has been ringside. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, the, I'm the food source. That's exactly. Like, they're, looking, they're looking to get something from him. You know, here yeah, comes Patty. Check his pockets. <laughs> I have to say, when we go in the ring and we're both handling a dough, we're more competitive against each other than we are. I can see that yeah. with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's we are. We're like, season. can I beat Jen? <laughs> Jen's like, can I beat Nate? <laughs> It's been a while since Tyrion and I have been in the same ring. It's yeah. been, except for Champion Drive at Altamont Doe Show. Yeah, that with, was so bad. Oh, with I had Gem. I'm sure I've told this on the podcast, but I ha- quick quick summary. I had Gem, who was first place age Doe, uh, and I wanted to show Minerva because she can be a brat with everybody but me for some reason, mm-hmm. and sometimes she's even a brat for me. And all of a sudden I look and Tierney's walking in the ring with her and I'm trying to get a leg on this girl because she looks phenomenal. No offense, Tierney. You look phenomenal too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, and here comes Tierney with Minerva for first place yearling. And the daggers I must've been showing like, like staring at Jen Funk who I would have assumed who is the better showman than, you know, all of the funks. No offense, Nate. Uh, but you're standing on the sidelines and Tyranny's got the baby carrier hanging off her and she's holding her. And like, I, had I appreciated baby, I it, but man, did, did she flip out? Yeah. Yeah. She was not having she it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what we found is actually is that certain Animals do respond to different handlers differently. And, and yeah, they do. Doe, you may have a doe who, like, you love, but maybe Tyranny, or for me, like, I may love B. You know, we have a doe named uh, Miss B. Mm-hmm. And uh, I may love her to death. Jen can make that doe shine. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, for sure. And but at the same time, I can take Nina, make her shine. Right. There's definitely, I think, a handler for every goat. Um, oh, Jen, Jen disagrees. Jen thinks that she can make Nina shine better. Oh, jeez, we're starting to fight over at the funk household. I want to I want to bring up one more story before we wrap up because we're running a tad bit long here. Um. It's a story about Jen showing for me Uh-oh. at one point. And Your boys it, are so bad. <laughs> let me tell the story. <laughs> so so uh, I was just about done with my boys uh, by the third ring of the Ultimate Buck Show. And, and uh, Leocadio had finished in the third ring. So, um, you know, Funks were basically just waiting for Best in Show. Which I was like, yeah, whatever. So... I was I was like just like kind of tired like knocking the dust off from having a year off from showing and Jen goes hey if you want I'll show him and I was like all right and I was like just so you know don't 
don't just set Orion's feet and don't touch him. Orion's my two year old buck that just like he's just like, I don't know why you're pinching my back. Stop it. Like, don't touch me. (laughs) And all of a sudden I look and uh, Jen's got him in the line and she's going to set him up. And Tyranny's standing right next to me. And I see you set the feet and all of a sudden, like, I see like the movement in your brain of, wow, I mean, I, I can, I can do it. it it'll be fine. Just and she, Jen tries to pitch him down. He starts throwing his head and kicking. And... <laughs> I was like, you could see, like, you could see the moment that you were like, well, I'm going to give it a try. And it was so, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I mean, Voss did a little bit better for you. He did. He, he doesn't mind being pinned. that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny. It was it was a good time. I was like, just the just the moment of you you trying. I was like, oh, here we go. It's kind of like Jem doesn't like being touched when you so set him. Oh, showing's great. Like I just love the act of like setting up a goat and trying to make them look their best. Right. Yeah. Tierney's just like it, it. It looks like Tierney's baking bread when she sets up a goat. She's just like. Like you're almost whistling out loud. Like you're just like do do do. <laughs> Let me set your feet, and all of a sudden the goat looks amazing. Meanwhile, I'm like, all right, am I am I showing butt crack? Please don't be showing butt crack. <laughs> as I'm like setting up their feet. It's you make it look difficult. Like I, it's almost like you try too hard. Like how Anna, dare you? Well, it's true. no, 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 I mean, no, no. Having, you don't. John and I. <laughs> And that goes back to what Kurt said, to make it look effortless and relaxed. I was just going to say, didn't Kurt say, make it look effortless? Listen, you know how much effort it takes me to tie my shoes, let alone set up a goat? Well, no. In in my mind, and I think because I've watched more than I've acted as far as showing, it's almost impossible to tell that one foot is a quarter of an inch further than the other. Oh, I can tell when Minerva's off by an inch on her back right now. But I do recall this past weekend, though, I remember hearing uh, one of the judges say that they preferred goats that didn't need so much showing. Mm. And if you're having to show the goat that much... There's got to be something wrong with it. That's now with with tyranny making it look so effortlessly, effortless, and being so effortlessly about setting them up. Then that kind of goes back to what I, I think one of our previous guests said about just make it, you know, keep it simple. Nate so has showing. tried to say in the past that I. Uh... I am not a good showman, but exactly. nicely. Uh, you, sir. Me. You said I show my goats like dairy cows. Okay, hold on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. And now that's the end, folks. No, no, it's it's one of these things of I do it. I tend to overshow. And I think that's kind of what hurt me there you know, this past weekend on, on Junior, you know, in the one ring. I tend to overshow my goats, too. Well, 
I mean, I listen to the podcast every single week, and I'm I I apologize for not remembering exactly who said it, but the Canes are going to be getting some mirrors because John only ever sees himself showing the goat from above the goat, looking down while he's setting it up. He doesn't see it from like the viewer's standpoint or from the judges, so he is only seeing that that left foot is an inch forward or that back right leg is, you know, too far back. When you're yeah. looking at it, you know, from the outside, you really can't tell. And no, sometimes tell. the goat looks uncomfortable being so symmetrical. Now, being though, here's what the key is. You can get the mirrors. We you have the mirrors. To... We've had the mirrors for two years. They haven't gotten up yet. Right. But hear me out. You can have the mirrors, but until you know what it looks like, what okay, you can set them up properly, but until you know what it looks like from the top, as well as what they, you know, you get the animal set up properly, you need to then take a look at it from the top. Right, you so need you know to see both views. Like the top. So that when you're in the show ring, you're not going to have the mirrors to look at. But you still need the mirrors to show you what the side looks like when you're looking exactly. at it right. on the top. Or somebody you need who to see both views to see. know what it... It's like you need to see both views to know what it looks like from above. You really do. I have to say, I saw pictures of me setting up a goat in the ring on Saturday. And I was thinking, wow, I did not make her look good in that picture. And Right, so, and... Exactly. And every goat is different, you know, so one goat might look so much better with her feet a little bit further back than normal. Yep. I don't know. I'm feeling awfully judged over here right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't know. Me too. I think uh, on that (laughs) note, no. Um, Well, seriously though. I think um, the point here is, is we've got Obviously, in our situation, we have counterparts who help keep us, I guess I want to say the word, keep us honest about what we're doing, whether it's keeping us, you know, keeping numbers in track, um, helping us as far as saying, hey, you're you're setting that animal up to look short-bodied and steep rump, or whether it's someone who says, hey, have you thought about this for a breeding plan, <coughs> you know, right? Um, yeah, Tierney's always good at calling it out from the sidelines, too. Like, she'll if she sees that I'm messing something up, she'll like smoke signal to me and, like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, see, but um, no, anyway, the whole point of this episode is has been to just like kind of meet the wives. Nate and I talk about. Jen and Tierney a lot. And I thought even though we've had Jen on the show before, sometimes uh, it's better just to hear directly from the horse's mouth on, (laughs) on how they keep Nate and I in line and how uh, they both help us be successful. (laughs) What? You keep him in line. (laughs) Tierney keeps me in line. The the horse's mouth, John, you just put your foot in your mouth. Yeah, she keeps me in mind most of the time. Now, maybe, uh, well, we won't go there. (laughs) But um, 
No, I mean, it, it as every listener knows, it takes a team effort in most yeah, cases to keep to keep a herd going and successful. And, and it, it helps with burnout, especially if both of you have a passion um, with dairy goats. You know, Tierney didn't know she had a passion about dairy goats, but I feel like you have a passion. Oh, I she did. I do. And I think I also, I enjoy kind of being in the background. I'm definitely a planner. I love making my lists before every show to make mm-hmm. sure we don't forget things. Even though John doesn't like to double check the list before I forgot my out. pillow. I'm sorry. You forgot. <laughs> We're not going to start. Covered. We're not going to start that conversation. You but you know, I like being on the back end of it. You know, towards the end of the season with the leftover milk, I enjoy making our soaps and selling them. You know, I definitely enjoy the whole process, and I think for anyone looking to get into goats, it has to be a joint effort. Yes, I agree. It really does. You know, I, I support my supportive. Yeah. I mean, John's passion is definitely a million times higher than mine. And only because I do let the rest of life kind of consume more of me, I guess. Is wait, the, wait, well, wait, wait, there's other life outside of goats. Hey, did you know that people have like barbecues and like birthday parties and stuff? Well, let's be honest. John is not, if it doesn't involve goats, John is not as social as I am. So he doesn't mind missing those other life events as much. Um, But I do, you know, I support what he wants to do 100%. But I wouldn't be me if I didn't try and keep a handle on it yeah because you know when we do go to events and it's now just me and alice because john is milking or you know we also work full-time jobs so i like to be able to spend time as a family so so i understand when john is you know at the barn or you know helping a kid in the basement or whatever the deal is you know, but I, I enjoy being a part of it, too. Yeah. So, so John doesn't share his birthday cake with the goats? Oh, he does. Or he I would. I don't. <laughs> First of all, that's all for me. It's my birthday, darn it. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, I mean, like Tierney was saying, you know, it, it takes a support system. And it does. Uh, I think everybody needs to know that, you know, if you want to, like, be not, you don't even have to be competitive, but just in order to raise these darn things that are so needy, uh, it takes it takes team effort. No, so I think you guys a, have a good handle. Uh, right, whether it's a significant other, whether it's family, like your parents or siblings, um, or even friends, you know, close friends. Um, yeah, you need you need that extra. Yep, I agree. Uh, well, I think this is a good spot to uh, wrap her up. Uh, we ran a little bit long because we both, we all like to talk, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we tried to keep Jen and Tierney under control. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get hit or not after I press the stop button. Maybe we'll just keep talking. Uh, <laughs> well, not at all. <laughs> Jen, Tierney, it was finally, I mean, like I said, we had Jen on the show, but I feel like we got to actually hear from Jen more this time, which is always awesome. 
no offense, Nate. Uh, and Tierney, thank you for joining us. It's it's been wonderful. Thank I you, know Tierney. You've been you've been asking, "Am I ever going to be on?" So I'm glad that we got to get you on here. Well, thank yeah. you for having me. I've been hearing one side of the podcast every time you guys record, and I hear the other side when I listen to it the next day. So it was nice to be a part of it, and thank you for having me. You're welcome. Good to have you. Thank you. Thanks, Jen, for being here, uh, and Tierney. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> well, everybody, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. That's Nate. Y'all have a great week. Good night. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.